Okay, today I want to talk about future skills. And to do this, I am joined by Jeff Magiancaldo, who is the CEO of Coursera. Good to see you again, Jeff. Great to be here, Bernard. Yes, yeah, so you have just done the Coursera's Global Skills Report for 2021, and this is something you do every year. What were some of the, the key insights from this year's report? Well, just really quickly, how we put it together, we've, we have over 5,000 courses that our partners have put on Coursera, and they have assessment questions. As you go through the course, you have to answer questions that were taught during the course. And we mark down every single person who tries and who gets the question, who gets the question wrong. But we also know what kinds of skill is that question testing. This, the global skills report is really just a ranking of which learners on Coursera in each country did the best in certain kinds of courses. And so that's really what this reflects. One of the things I think is fascinating is that it, it really correlates highly, like the performance of learners in the courses on Coursera correlates with GDP per capita, primary school education, income inequality negatively correlated. Countries with less income inequality typically have learners that score better on Coursera. But there's a lot of really strong relationship between the performance of learners in courses on Coursera and other important characteristics about the health of their economy. And this year, you know, we had something called the pandemic that had a huge impact on not only the number of people learning, but also the kinds of things that they're learning. And, you know, some of the trends include what skills are being focused on. And we have a lot of emphasis on technology and data science. Those are the hot, hot categories. We can go into more detail. Also, we saw a lot of women taking STEM courses during the pandemic at much higher frequency levels than we did pre-pandemic. That's, that's encouraging. <laughs> so I, I guess with the pan pandemic, what we've seen is people are now more at home. They have maybe a bit more space or they have the setup to do more online learning. Just going back a step, what do you think has been the impact on the overall skills market that the pandemic has caused? Ha has there been a new skills gap emerging somewhere? Have you seen an increase in specific skills that you didn't see before the pandemic? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We often look at each job role and first you can look at the functions of a business. You could say, well, you got a marketing function and a sales function and an operations function. Within those functions, you have job families and in those job families, people to do that job often need to learn new things to do the job well. It feels like what the pandemic has done, it, it has clearly shown that companies that are more digital perform, have performed better during pandemics than companies that have a lot of face-to-face you know, -face touch. Mm -hmm. Obviously, when you are not able to, to touch your customers, serve them in the accommodations industry or in tourism, whatever, it's a lot harder. So the pandemic has definitely accelerated the demand for certain kinds of skills. And broadly speaking, it's kind of digital transformation. You say, well, what are the digital transformation skills? Those are the, the skills that have to do with using data and cloud computing to move more of your business online. How you find customers, move it online. How you create customer experiences, move it online. How you manage your supply chain, move it online. How you manage your employees, move it online. So that digital transformation is really sped up because of the pandemic. And so the skills to do that, which are mostly data science and technology, have really been pushed to the forefront. 
Very good. In, so anyone listening to this, they're obviously realizing that that is maybe an area that they could focus on. Any specifics in data science and technology that you could highlight? Sure. When we look at the top ranking, the top trending skills in the UK in data science, number one is Python programming. And uh, this is pretty consistent around the world. I mean, almost every country in data science, people cannot get enough of Python. It's an easy language to learn. It's a way to basically do data pipelining. You can, you can pull in data, you can manipulate data, and they've got a lot of great ways to basically display data. So Python as a language is really key. Mm. The second most popular trend that in data science skills is statistical machine learning. And this is basically for people who are software engineers, a lot of the software is now being imbued with machine learning, which is kind of predictive abilities. And so teaching software engineers about machine learning is really key. We see a lot of that. And then the third trending skill is probability statistics. The fourth is just machine learning. The fifth is machine learning algorithms. You can tell there's a lot of machine learning happening. This is AI, right? I mean. This is basically the ability for computers to use data to predict what someone's going to do. I mean, that's and interpret things. There's a lot of value from that. And so a lot of companies are looking for those skills. Very good. Now, this is exactly what I see in, in the market when I work with organizations on their, their, their data and AI strategies, that there is a, a big lack of talent. So that is good to see. The other issue, I think, in this whole space has been that women are not represented in this space. So this is re really encouraging to to hear that you say more women are now entering the, the STEM area and looking at technology and data. Yeah, if you look at the representation of women in higher education in the US, more women than men are graduating from college now. So it's mm. over 50%. I don't know around the world if it's at that high ratio, but I do see in country by country more and more women participating in higher education. During the pandemic, what we saw in the US and at Coursera broadly around the world as well is in April of 2020, every school was closed. 1.6 billion students could not go to school. Well, guess what? The burden of dealing with that often fell on the woman, even if she was working. And so they, we've seen very high levels of women dropping out of the labor force, at least for now, during the pandemic. And there's a lot of concern that the labor participation of women is, participation of women in the labor force has really been set back. There is a glimmer of hope, though. If we look at the what women were doing on Coursera when they were home, not at work, but home taking care of kids, they were taking a lot of courses on Coursera. So the share of female STEM enrollments in the UK rose from 34% of all STEM-related course enrollments, 34% women pre-pandemic, rose to 42%, so by eight percentage points in 2020. And we saw this in many other regions as well. And so in the US, it was from 35 to, to, to 47. And if you look at overall course enrollments, not just STEM, the female enrollments in courses overall went from 41% to 51%. So more mm -hmm. women in the UK are taking courses on Coursera than men. And so there's definitely a focus on learning skills and not just skills, but STEM related skills by women. Very good. When you look across 
the the different years that you've been doing the the study do you see any skills gaps really across the world that have worsened or where you see some persisting disparities yeah you know we do see changes in the rankings year to year and and again what's what's important to note is that this reflects the skill level uh, of a country as demonstrated by the learners in that country taking courses during that year. So it is to some degree uh, reflective of who's on Coursera. Often that reflects the broader population. Sometimes it doesn't. G generally speaking, we don't see a lot of movement. What you see is that the wealthier countries generally perform better uh, on the learners in wealthier countries often perform better. So the higher GDP per capita, the more likely they do well. I would say that there are there we have seen cases, I was just talking with reporters in the UAE recently, where a, a country has really focused on a certain type of skill for a certain population. And they put that in front of uh, a population of learners and they really kind of went after it. Like the UAE in business skills really jumped up in rankings, partly because they had a concerted effort to teach certain types of business skills to certain types of, of citizens in the UAE. I think when you look at the UK, the business skills category fell a bit, and you know, relatively speaking, relative to other countries, from more competitive to from like 70th percentile down to 30th percentile. It's like, wow, that's a big drop. Again, I think it's reflective of the people coming onto the platform. Maybe they're just not performing as well in the business courses. Technology and data science, though, are both you know, quite competitive. In the, in the upper half of uh, all the 108 countries that we ranked, the UK does pretty well. Europe does, the Scandinavian countries seem to do better. So in technology, uh, all of Europe was ranked 29 and the UK 47, but that's at about 57th percentile. So, you know, up in the upper half and in some fields doing even a bit better. Like in data science, the UK is doing pretty well at 70% skills proficiency. Okay, so as an maybe we can look at the 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 insights people can take away from the skills report from uh, if you're an individual, a business, and maybe a country, and we can maybe tackle them in turn. So if you're someone listening to to this and looking at this skills report as an individual what are some of the key insights from that what should i take away from in, in terms of my own skills development yeah i think that there's a question of kind of how fast are things moving they're moving faster than ever so the need to be learning is going up higher you know sitting in one place and not learning new skills is going to get more and more mm -hmm. pro problematic mm -hmm. for somebody I think the kinds of skills people are really looking for, employers are looking for, are data science, technology, and business skills generally. And importantly, and this is the first time we put this uh, report together, there's a section called entry-level skills. Here's what I think people need to know. If you're in a career that's not a digital career, like, well, this is great, but I don't know data science, I don't know technology, and I'm not a business person. What we are seeing is a lot of jobs opening up that are high demand, well-paying jobs that don't require a college degree and don't require any prior experience. Things like being a cybersecurity analyst or an IT support professional or a social media marketer. Mm -hmm. And it's possible to get these jobs by learning skills online. Even if you don't have a college degree or any background, we now have professional certificates that are turnkey programs designed for people who are looking to switch careers. So 
for an individual, I'd say it is very possible to switch careers and get an entry-level digital job. They pay well, and I think there's going to be increasing opportunity, especially with remote work, where you can get a job even if that job is not where you live. And I think that's an exciting new field of job opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for businesses, well, yeah, where would you like to head next? No, I, I was just trying to just add another question when you talked about skills for somewhere else in the world. So I, I guess would platforms like Coursera and some of the courses you're offering are giving people is this opportunity to learn something that they can apply anywhere in the world, right? That's right, that's right. So if you go to Coursera, there are these things called professional professional certificates and they're designed specifically for high, for high demand jobs. So if people are wondering, this, you know, we ought, these are the, the job roles that you can get without a college degree that's in very good paying in high demand and often allow you to do the work remotely. So even if you don't live in a big city, or there's no jobs in the town that you live in. IT support, cybersecurity, entry-level data scientists and data analysts, project managers, especially software project managers. There's UX design, there's social media marketing, there's sales operations, sales development representative. These are people who kind of line up new deals. Mm -hmm. These are all digital jobs that are in high demand. There's just not enough people who have the skills but the skills can be learned in, in on average in five months. So there's more opportunity than ever. And there are employers out there, even if they're not where you live, you'll be able to get jobs by employers, maybe in a different state or in, in a different country. Very good. Then for businesses, what, what should they take away from the report? You know, a lot of businesses, you know, get digital fast. The number of businesses that were caught kind of flat-footed, especially small, medium-sized businesses, who they didn't have a presence on the internet. You know, there was no way for them to find customers or sell something to a customer uh, without them walking into their store. And the pandemic obviously just completely shut that down. So we saw a lot of small businesses trying to learn how to do digital marketing and put up a web storefront. And, and it was challenging to a lot of folks. Bigger companies, you know, they need to really think about how do we move to the cloud and how do we integrate data, not just for machine learning and to do predictive analytics, which is really important, you know, the whole the AI piece, but also there's a there's a way of using data to make faster decisions and make better decisions. But it really requires a, a level of literacy across the entire company to understand, like, what how do you use data to make decisions and where where do data come from and how do I get them and how do I make decisions? How do I influence other people and present data to other people? How do I understand data that's being presented to me? It's a fluency that's really going to be a key currency of every business. So digital transformation and notably data fluency, I think, is going to be really important for every business. Very good. And then finally, for nations and countries, what are some of the key insights there? And you've already said some um, there's a correlation between GDP and, and performance. Is there anything else that you, you see and anything else that countries can take away from this? Yeah, I think the at, globe? at the highest level, I think your ministers of labor and your ministers of education should be talking to each other. And a major reason is because what we experienced during 2020 was the closing of every school. So learning went online and the closing of almost every office so that work went online. 
That is a radical experiment in human history. We're going to look back on that and say, wow, we have a billion students who didn't go to school and, and many billions of people who didn't go to work. What do we learn from that? Well, one of the things that we learned, and this is a huge opportunity for governments, if people have connectivity to the internet, that is number one, got to provide connectivity and good fundamental education at, at childhood education. Because if you don't know how to read, you don't know how to write, you don't know mathematics, you're not going to be, do data science and you're not going to become a cybersecurity analyst. Mm. But if you have good access to internet connectivity to your population and you have good uh, foundational childhood education, the ability for your citizens to learn much more quickly and much more broadly because of digital learning is much higher. So access to education and quality of education, affordability of education is really much higher with digital. And then the key thing is the job opportunities are no longer constrained to someone getting to an office, especially for those digital jobs. So if I were a government policymaker, I'd say, where am I ranking? What kinds of industry do we think as a country we will do well? And then how do I go digital both with my learning and with the remote work? so I can provide the greatest opportunities to the people in my country. Very good. Thank you. Where can people find the report if they want to learn more? Yeah, just go to Coursera.org and type in Global Skills Report. Or if you just type into Google, just type Coursera Global Skills Report, you'll get right to it. Very good. Thank you so much, Jeff. That was great. Absolutely, Bernard. Nice to be here. Thanks. Thanks.